Welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media and beyond. I am one of your hosts on this program, Scott McGregor, and you can follow me on Twitter at Scott, num- at Scott McGregor number three. That is Scott McGregor number three. My friends know my email address, and there will be one for the podcast coming out in due time. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and you can also feel free to visit our web- our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash dash four dash beginners dash podcast. Once again, that is https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash beginners dash podcast. Welcome everybody to a special seventh episode. Yes, this is the seventh episode of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And why is it special, you may ask? Well, I am joined by my co-hosts, Ali Musa and Thomas McGregor. Thomas will be joining us shortly, but although the Buffalo Bills are getting set to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, we have a great show lined up for you today. So I'm going to get right down to it before we get into our intro music. And that is because tomorrow, yes, tomorrow at four o'clock. Yes, four o'clock. You heard me correctly. Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays will take the field against the Seattle Mariners and Luis Castillo. Yes, it is postseason time in the majors teams remain in the wild card we'll get to all of that i'm breaking it all down with ali and thomas today on sports for beginners the podcast and one other thing we are talking nhl hockey final prep for the regular season we are talking a little bit of NBA with the preseason having just gotten underway. And once again, we will have our weekly segment of our picks for NFL for the NFL regular season. This is going to be week five and our brief NFL recap around the league as we go through week four and what games stood out to us. So sit back relax and enjoy some content on a very special episode of sports for beginners happy postseason day for the sports for beginners podcast this is episode seven of sports for beginners the podcast yes It is episode seven of the podcast. We recently have released two emergency podcast episodes and episode six of the podcast. 
And today it is episode seven. But why is episode seven so important? Well, you're about to find out. We, I am your host, Scott McGregor, and I am joined as always by my co-hosts, Ali Musa and Thomas McGregor. Thomas, as I mentioned in the introduction, will be joining us shortly, and hopefully we'll get a time to get his thoughts on a couple of segments we're going to do for the baseball segment, which leads off. But before we do that, a look at what is going to be on the show today. So today, we are going to continue talking Bills and Steelers as we do a standouts and takeaways from games that stood out to us in week four of the NFL season. At the end of the show, we are going to do the week five picks. Yes, it's our weekly episode or it's our weekly picks show where we give you our picks for the NFL games coming up this week in the NFL season with four weeks, four weeks, yes, four weeks in the books of the NFL season. So we also are going to talk hockey final. It's the final prep before the pre before the preseason officially comes to an end and of course yes you heard me correctly next week by the time we're recording this podcast it will be go time for real in the nhl we are going to talk nba and yes as i've mentioned leading off our show is a buttload of baseball content. So without further ado, let's get into it. And bring in Ali Musa, host of All Over the Map. And we will bring in Thomas, who is the host of the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast, the neighboring podcast to this podcast. We will bring him in when he joins us. But Ali. First of all, let me say happy happy day before the postseason for the Toronto Blue Jays. How are you feeling going into the wild card series of a best of three against the Seattle Mariners right here in downtown Toronto starting this Friday? Well, I have to say that I am very, very excited about what's to come here. Because if this, if that was, if their series against Baltimore was of any indication, and their series with the Red Sox was any indication of what's to come, we are in for a real treat. Now, with this said, the bullpen has to keep it together, and who they have on their roster need to shape it up if they are expecting to go deep. This team has the pieces there. It's just a matter of them now all being put into the right places. 
that is to be that is definitely one of the things we will look at and actually let's get right into it because we'll look at uh the we will look at the wild card uh standings when we have Thomas on but my goodness we've got quite a cup we've got quite a bit of action going on including our game against the Mariners which by the way will feature Alec Manoa as I mentioned in the opener taking on Luis Castillo yes Luis Luis Castillo now all now also on the words we have well it's no surprise that the Yankees and Astros in the American League have the bye, which means the Tampa Bay Rays are headed to Cleveland. The winner of that series will take on the New York Yankees. Meanwhile, the winner of our series will go head-to-head against the Houston Astros. And of course, we look at the buys earned by the Atlanta Braves and the LA Dodgers. This potentially means that the St. Louis Cardinals will play the Phillies and the Padres and Mets will play each other as well. Who is going to win those series? Well, we'll have to wait till Friday to find out. Speaking of Friday, we'll get Thomas's take on this, but this is a segment that I was going to do anyways on our special episode, and it's called What Can We Expect in the Postseason from the Blue Jays? And, of course, the other teams competing in the postseason. So, Ali, we'll start with you before I give you what I'm expecting or what I believe we could expect. So what are you expecting, first and foremost, from the Blue Jays as they enter this wild card round against the Mariners? Well, I'm expecting this to be a very, very good series. Because they are both good teams, but I honestly want to see the Jays come out on top. And again, I feel they have the pieces to do it, but the reality is the games, these games are not played on paper. Remember one strategy. When you are listening or watching the game before the game starts remember it's one game at a time during the game it's one inning at a time so you take it one inning at a time and at each half inning you pay attention and and just make it one inning at a time 
That's very, very true. And yes, you definitely should remember this. And and as I'm actually looking at it right now, MLB posted the schedule for the games on on day one of the wild card, which is again Friday when this podcast will actually jump out. More on that in a little bit. But here is the schedule for pitches for day one. The Guardians and Rays will kick it all off at 12.07. You can see you can see all of these games on Sportsnet and sports and on their respective Sportsnet stations. But at 4.07, right as right as the Cardinals and the Phillies play at 2.07. At 4.07, yes, 4.07. It is the Blue Jays and the Mariners, game one. And as Sportsnet has teased, you will be hearing the Blue Jays broadcast, including Buck, Martina, Buck Martinez, Pat Pavler, Hazel May, and of course, our hosts of Blue Jays Central in Jamie Campbell. And Joe Siddle or Caleb Joseph, whoever is with Jamie at the time. So you will be hearing the Sportsnet broadcast for however long the Blue Jays are in the playoffs. So I'm looking at I'm looking at this really good because as you mentioned, Ali, these the Blue Jays have pieces have the pieces to compete in this in the playoffs and also within the series. But as you mentioned, we have to remember that one strategy, as you mentioned. Um, and I believe that if the Jays had any indication about the final two series of the season, the Red Sox series where they swept the Red Sox or the and that Baltimore series where they 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 lose the opener of the double dip and then they come back and win. Well, one of the things that stuck out to me in that series, even if it has any 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 indicate indi, indication of what we're gonna see on Friday, was Gabriel Moreno. A guy who played catcher for us a few, a few for a few games early in the year, and then he played catcher for us in in the double dip. He caught he caught game one, and then they moved him to another. And then they moved into a few other positions playing in the game. He played a little bit of third base. He played a little bit of left field, but the big the big takeaway for Gabriel Marino, the big takeaway, yes, this is a huge takeaway, and it happened in the beginning, or and it happened in the double dip that they lost the opener of. Yes. So, 
Gabriel Moreno has been with the Jays, but has not quite hit his first ever major league home run. Well, you can put that to bed because he, you can put that one to bed because in the five, in the five, four loss, Gabriel Moreno blasted his first homer of the year. And that, and that is special for Gabriel Moreno. We also saw Otto Lopez. So I'm thinking that we're in for quite, we're in for quite the Friday out at Rogers Center. But let's, uh, but let's move over to the Guardians and Rays who kick off right before Phillies, Cardinals, and then, of course, Mariners and the Blue Jays, and then Padres and the Mets, who will wrap it all up. What, what are you expecting from the Guardians and the Rays, considering the winner of that, of that best-of-three series goes toe-to-toe with the Yankees, and the winner of our series, the Blue Jays and Mariners, will go toe-to-toe with the Houston Astros. You know something? I am cheering for the Guardians in that one. Because, I mean, the Guardians are a young team as well, and I feel it's important. I'd like to see them get that chance. Yeah, yes, I can agree with you on that. I am cheering for the Guardians as well because I feel they they have, like, they, they are not just a young team, but they're a team that is converting from the Cleveland from a Cleveland baseball team and their original their original name uh the Cleveland Indians they're now called they are now called the Guardians so they're they're uh they're adapting to now the Guardians instead of the Indians or the Cleveland baseball team and yeah they are they are a, they are a young team I'm I'm curious to see what home field advantage does for them uh, as they go ahead to play the Rays. And now I want to direct the focus to um, one of the NL series. And we're going to direct the attention to Padres and the Mets. This series looks like it's going to be a first to two wins, but I don't see it going into, I don't see it going in a two, in a two games. And that's the, and that's the series. I see this one heading, I see this one heading in the direction of we're going to play on Sunday. I don't see the Mets. And the Padres series is ending on Saturday. I really don't. 
But uh, as far as the Phillies and Cardinals go, that is also going to be interesting to see. But again, back to the Rays and Guardians. I am rooting for the I am rooting for the Guardians right now. I feel like I mean you mentioned these games are not played on paper, so it's going to come down to who is the better team. But it's not. But this is not going to come down to paper. And also, you are going to have to take it inning by inning. And game by game, starting with game one. And if things don't work out in game one, you want to try to mix that up and get it and get it going better for game two. Speaking of game two, the Blue Jays, we, the Blue Jays have it probable that Kevin Gosman will start this game but well it's been probable that Kevin will start but Ali do you see Ross do you see Ross Stripling taking his place if he's not good to go for Saturday Sorry, if Ross Stripling is not ready to go by Saturday. No, no. If Kevin Gosman, who is projected to start game two of the of the best of three series, if he is project if he is not feeling good, and let's just say his blister is not under control. Do you see Ross Ross Stripling coming in to start Saturday and they rest Kevin Gosman for potential Sunday matchup if need be? Yes, because I feel they want their best players, their best pitchers. All right, so what we... So what do we think of Luis Castillo versus Alec Manoa on Friday? And again, just a reminder before Alex speaks here, this will be this podcast will release about three hours before first pitch of four oh seven at Rogers Center between the Mariners and the Blue Jays. So by then the so by then the Rays and Guardians and Phillies and Cardinals will already be underway, or Rays and Guardians more likely will be done. But in any case, what do you think of the matchup Manoa versus Castillo versus Castillo? Wow, that is interesting. For me, I see that I see it being a very close game, by the way. That one. But, you know, I'm a Jays fan, so obviously I feel Manoa is up for the task. 
Yeah, I'm a Jays fan as well. So I see Manoa up for the task. And I mean, he likes the spotlight and he's let you know. But again, 16 and 7 in his last couple of starts in the game. His last couple of starts. Uh, and he has 16 wins, 7 losses as part of the Blue Jays for this season. He goes up against. Luis Castillo, who has four wins and two, and only lost twice in his, and has only lost twice in his career with the Mariners in terms of starts. This is going to be interesting, but um, I think you have to base it on. Not just the pitching matchup, but what will the lineups look like? And that brings me to, and that brings me to our set, one of our segments. Excuse the background. Okay, so as I was saying, even though the background noise is still around, um, one of our big segments here is what can we expect from the Blue Jays or any other teams competing in this postseason? Since we're talking Blue Jays, Ali, I want to know, what are your expectations for this postseason run with the Blue Jays? With all the hype that, with all the hype that has been coming that has been coming up. Eh? Well, it's going to be an interesting matchup, right? Yes, it is. A, it is going to be an interesting matchup. I, for one, am interested to see how fans at Rogers Center, whether you're a Seattle Mariners fan or a Blue Jays fan, react to the atmosphere. But Jose Bautista made a point when you look at something that was posted in return or in regards to uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. talking to Edwin Encarnacion. Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Bautista. And they basically said to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if you think you have heard Toronto loud, wait till the postseason because that because Toronto is going to be loud. Like and really, really loud. And that doesn't really take away from much experience. But if you've never been to a Blue Jays postseason game, I don't think you would know how loud it, just how loud it gets at Rogers Center. However, if you have been to a postseason game for the Blue Jays, please let us know what your experience was like at, at a Blue Jays postseason game. And I, for one, this will actually be my first couple of postseason games. that I've gone to 
because I don't recall, I don't recall going back in 2015 and 16 during the series that played out uh, when Edwin walked it off. And of course, the iconic Jose Bautista bat flip during that Texas series in the ALDS. It would, so I mean, fans, if you haven't seen Roger Center as loud as it has ever been, you just wait till this, you just wait till tomorrow because you will probably get what you're asking for. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see what we'll see what the atmosphere is like. I'm expect I'm expecting Ali a full house to be honest. It will be a full house because because remember during this time whenever you have a winning team you have non-sports fans even coming out and paying attention, non-baseball fans even. You've got the whole city and town and in this case, a country paying attention. You do, you do. And I mean, think of it this way. The Raptors were in this situation when Kolai was still with us and Kyle Lowry was also still with the Raptors. And they, and they had the whole city behind them all the way through. So yeah, we're going to definitely see that from the Blue Jays. We'll see how they respond and i'm looking forward to seeing i am looking forward to seeing how the lineups match up in the game and of course how the pitchers will line up their will line up their pitches against whoever they are facing at the at the plate we'll see what we get from both sides thomas should be joining us very very shortly but let's uh but let's go down to our first part segment of our football as we are going to do the takeaways and the brief recap of week four of the nfl season we will have all of these in one full track one of these will or all of these will all of these segments are in one full track here for this episode but we're going to take a break from baseball right now and go down to football so we can get a brief segment of the nfl in here as we take a look at the cut at the nfl week five up for grabs. Here is your daily look at a look around the NFL. All right, so Ali, we're going to talk, we're going to get back to baseball when we get to Thomas, even if he joins us during our football segment, but I do want to get this out of the way. So we'll start with you here. What were some of your takeaways out of some of the games that stood out to you? Uh, in the NFL. 
Yes, in the NFL, in week four, what were some of the games that stood out to you? And what are some of your biggest takeaways? Well, again, I, I was happy with the Bills' performance again, right? And then I feel as well the Broncos also have a chance. And the Colts are, actually, they're playing the Colts tonight. So I think they have a good chance. Um, the Colts, I think. All right. That actually is true. The Broncos coming off a 23-32 loss to the Raiders. And the Colts coming off a 24-17 loss to the Titans. Some of my some of my takeaways or st- standouts include the Bills taking down the Ravens. Miami, yes. They lost to they lost to the Bengals. And now they don't have Tua for this week, but Miami will t- Miami will tell you that they can that they can make or break their season, and even with Tua at the helm, I'm pretty sure they've got they'll have ways to make you miss when they go into next week when they go into this week. And yes, the Colts and Broncos meet tonight on Thursday Night Football. As we're recording this podcast, it'll be out after the Thursday Night game. But please feel free to send us your picks at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash beginners dash podcast. And with that, my takeaways include Miami's 27-15 loss, the Bills' 23-20 win, and how about them? How about them Seahawks taking down the Lions in what looked to be a shootout? They took down the Lions 48-45. Wow, that. That looked like a shootout to me, and it indeed was. And then how about the pack at Lambeau going into overtime, and it's going into overtime, and it is a big win for the Packers to make them 3-1, and and the Pats are on a... Uh, well, let's just say it it is still early in the season, but we're in, like we're on a court we're on a quarter half of the season right now. So, Ali, I want to get your take here on the Pats and and Packers game because the Pats now are three are one three are one are one and three. And the Packers are three and one with the with the Mason Crosby OT game winning field goal. And before you before you speak though on your take, how about that for Aaron Rodgers? He hits his five hundredth career passing touchdown in this game to become the fifth player in NFL history. With at least 500 TD pa- touchdown passes, 
What is your take on that? And also congratulations to Aaron on that accomplishment in his career. Aaron Rodgers has looked good, but you know what, though? I think both of those teams are looking pretty good, Scott. All right. All right. So we will get to our, we will get, so that is your brief recap of week four. We will get to our picks later in the show, at the end of the show. But since we don't have of Thomas, we will come back from his standards of week of the NFL's week four season. And we will get back to the base. Oh, here we go. Here's Thomas. All right. So, Thomas, Ali, and myself were just talking about our takeaways from week from week four of the NFL season. But before we get back to that, and before we get to the hockey, which we are going to do, and we are going to talk some NBA. We want, I want to know, what are you expect? first of all, what do you think of the Alec Manoa versus Luis Castillo matchup on Friday for the Jays and Mariners as they begin a <coughs> best a best of three wild card series where the first two wins will go on to face the Astros. Well, well, uh, well, as I, well, as I, well, as I've said to you before, uh, uh, we brought Ali into this conversation. Uh, to me, it's more about who do you start on both ends of the, on both ends of the diamond for game two. It's not really too much about game one. And here's why. You know how now we're all not experts, but here but here's how I see it. Alec Manoa and Luis Castillo are potential pitchers that the Seattle Manners and the Blue Jays would call their ace starters. But they but they but they but perhaps they already know that. And the reason why I don't think talking about game one is is a good idea is because you don't know what's going to come up between these two pitchers. Obviously, you're a Blue Jays fan. You hope that the Blue Jays win. You're a Mariners fan. You hope the Mariners win. But the reason I say that I don't feel like it's uh, like... Um, the Manoa and Luis Castillo's pitching matchup is of any worries to me is because it really comes what what it what it really comes down to for me is who is pitching game two and if say the Mariners or the Blue Jays was to win game one and they want to win game two, who do they Propose is the best spot for them to win the series of the first to two. All right. Now, now you now you can make 
Now, you can make the argument that, okay, Manoa goes first for the Blue Jays, and then Robbie Ray has to go against Kevin Gosman, which is the probable pitcher. But let's say on the Mariners' side of things, Robbie Ray gets injured or has to come in and pitch for whatever reason in game one. What does that do with the Mariners? You have to look at the Mariners' pitching lineup and say, well, okay, who's going to start game two? We've got Robbie Ray already out out from the bullpen, and now he's coming in for an emergency reason. He's pitching, right? You can't pitch him in game two now because he's pitching. Same goes with the same goes with the same goes with the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa gets hurt. Who are you gonna pitch? You might not want to pitch Gosman, but who else would you pitch? In terms of in terms of the outfield uh, and the infield, my biggest concern is where Danny Gabriel and Alejandro Kirk stand. There are three catchers of the Blue Jays, but only one can pitch either of the two games. Okay, so Ali, so let me I want to ask you this, Thomas. Hold, hold on, I want to ask Ali a question. All right. You have three quite. You have three catchers, Ali, but you only have to win two games. Out of the three guys I mentioned, Kirk, Jansen. And uh, Moreno, who do you who best describes the winning the winning team out of the three catchers against the Seattle Mariners? Like, who do you see as fit for both Game One and Game Two matchups? Well, I actually Moreno has looked good, and I think ultimately he should be given the chance, but. I think if you look at it, Kirk and Jansen have looked the best. So they are my options. All right, all right. I see it. Scott, how about you, since since uh, you wanted to get your take on this anyway? Kirk, Moreno, or Jansen, which of the two, which of the three do you see as the winnings of the series? Well, I'm going to go with Kirk and Jansen, but but no disrespect to Gabriel Moreno. And also congratulations to him on drain the double dip, grabbing his first major league home run. It, it was definitely a good sight to see, especially if you were at Baltimore and you're a Jays fan. Um, and I mean, boy, this thing got out of here in a hurry, so got out of there in a hurry so i mean i would not be shocked if gabriel marino is on the roster but i'm thinking Dan- danny and alejandro are my go-to catchers for the two games and i did want to ask you a question here thomas um this recurs right. to our segment that i that i started out with ali so what are you expect? And that is our hang on one second. 
what are you expecting um, from the Blue Jays as they go into the postseason and are in the seg and and this segment, by the way, is called "Our Expectations for the Blue Jays This Postseason." Now that they're in the postseason. And obviously, the big, big expectation is that they go all the way to the World Series. But to do that, they need to get by the wild card, the ALDS, and the ALCS. So. Okay, so, okay, okay, so hold, okay, so hold, so hold your, so hold your judge now with, with the question. Obviously, that obviously the big expectation, as we all know, is one of the hardest big expectations to get to. I mean, look at the New York Yankees. Nobody thought they, nobody thought that they would run away with the season. Look at the Cleveland Guardians. If they knock out the Yankees. And the Blue Jays knock out the Mariners. Possibly knock out Lourdes Gurriel's brother's team, the Houston Astros. Which I'm not sure that'll happen. But on the but on the positive side, say that does happen. Blue Jays are face-to-face -face with the Guardians. But they're one step closer to gaining what everybody has wanted for the last somewhat plus years since 1992 and 1993. If and when that does happen, people are already planning the parades. Uh, I get it. I, I, I get it. That's big expectation. Here's my expectation. Don't worry about the World Series just yet. You're in the playoffs. Get through the wild card. And you can do that with guys like Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. All great guys that I could mention because the list does go on if you have them in the lineup. But you have to have them within reason. Now, now you now you can make an argument with me for whatever reason. But I feel that having Springer and Teoscar Hernandez, well, Teoscar was in the lineup, so Springer in general. But the other two guys I did mention that weren't in the lineup. You can make the argument that in the doubleheader, you could have hit, you could have hit Springer. But you also have to be careful of health conditions and, med and medical operations between the player's health. And just how healthy they are, especially when it comes to postseason time or October baseball, as they call it. So, I so I so in my mind, the best case scenario for Jays when lineups are coming out on Friday and. Saturday, hopefully not a Sunday, but you never know until Friday, until Saturday's game's over, what happens if we need a Sunday game. But that's beside the point. 
if I'm John Schneider, I'm pitching my best guys, you know, winning situation, win the series situation. But that's not to say I don't want to make them pinch hit in game one of the wild card series because you never know. The guys you're putting in early might not get off to a hot start right away. And should that be, it should it be the case, you have to have your top guys ready. Uh, Whit Merrifield, he is becoming a top guy, but he, it's a little slow to the party, although he is, he, he is hitting his stride. But yeah, yeah, it's, I'd say let's worry about getting past Walcott first. And then let's talk about Houston. Then let's talk about whoever they'll face. It's possibly the Yankees. Who knows? But my question to you guys is, if it is the Yankees taking on the Jays after the wildcard series, after Houston, where do the Jays go from here? All right. Um, that's, that's a great my question. question to you guys. All of which will be answered. All of which will be answered when we continue recapping these games as the postseason goes on. We won't ne- necessarily know that. All we do know is that the Guardians and the Yankees could happen. The Rays and the Yankees could happen, but it's all going to come down to right now the wild card, which, as I mentioned again, and this episode will drop three hours before first pitch for the Jays and Mariners. It's all going to come down to who takes home the W each night, each day starting tomorrow. So, Thomas, the question I wanted to ask you was, what are your expectations for the Blue Jays this postseason? And also, who do you believe makes the starting rotation or the roster with the, with the idea that you, ha- that you will need at least 12, sorry, not 12. You will need at least 26 players on your roster and no bigger and no bigger than that. Twenty-six guys. Uh let's start with pitching. Uh so uh, if I could ask you to pull up your screen, Scott, on the pitching matchups, I kind of want to see where all the pitchers rank. But I'll start with this. Okay, yes, before Scott, you start, go ahead. Um, I, 
I unfortunately cannot share my screen at this at this time. Uh, Ali is the host, so I cannot okay, share okay. my screen. Uh, but that's but that's okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay, so. Anyways, you look at the pitching. Now you're thinking I've got two of my best posers in the game. I've got Adam Timber. I've got Jordan Romano. I've got people like uh, Anthony Bass. I see these three guys I mentioned making the 26 people roster as far as pitching goes. I definitely see Manoa, I see Gosman, I see Stripling. Not so sure about Barrios, but he's there. You say, uh, uh, it's tough with him because now he's hitting his stride. Something the Blue Jays thought he would hit. A little early on in the season. Unfortunately, that did not happen. So you say, well, okay, let's put you in the bullpen. See where that takes you. There seems to be a notification that you'd say Kikuchi could be and probably will be a starting pitcher. Uh, let's talk about guys we had not seen who might make a surprise appearance. So, we haven't seen Lourdes, we haven't seen Espinal, and we sure as hell have not seen uh, Nate Pearson. I'm, I mean, I'm actually going to go bonkers with you on this one because I, I don't know what bonkers means, but roll with me on this. I don't know if it's the Jays don't want to use him in the regular season. They want to use him in some sort of a pitching, some sort of a pitching where comes down to it. I think Nate Pearson. You can say what you guys want because they're listening to it, but I uh, I think Nate Pearson might be out of might be out of the conversation now. And here's why. He has a regular season. He, I guess you could say he got a glimpse of what the preseason looked like. If you were watching the games in the preseason. Well, spring training at least. But he, up till then, he hasn't had chance to show that he truly belongs to the Blue Jays. Now, that's not to say that he has not shown his face with the Blue Jays. Of course, he has in the in his past seasons. But I think the, there might be there might be a writing on the wall saying that if Nate Pearson doesn't get anything going, Then it might be time to cut him loose on the Blue Jays. So if he does make a surprise appearance in the postseason, which 
of course, he hopes to make a start with the team at some point. There might be writing on the wall that if he does not perform well, it might be time for him to leave. But let me know what you guys think about my take on Nate Pearson. All right, so here we go. Here's the pitching match. Here are the pitching matchups for game one of each series. Um, this is our shared screen at MLB.com. And here is what we got for you. Yes, Sally, we'll, we'll go to you. As far as Nate Pearson, uh, if, if, if he's not able to perform up to expectations for this winning team, then perhaps he should find a home elsewhere. But seeing as he was a top prospect, do you guys feel that he should be given another chance? And Thomas, I'll start with you on that, since you asked the question originally. I think I think he does deserve another chance, but again, like I said, and like you said, I, if he does not perform up to expectations, then it might be time for him to go find some. But he might then it might be time for him to go play somewhere else. And let's not say he's bad. Of course, he hopes to show he's got a chance to prove with the Jays. He's the guy. He is the guy that you want to see pitching. And a lot of people had high hopes. And 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 let and and let's not forget, a lot of people had high hopes that Nate Pearson throughout the season would come would come would come on to the uh, to the Blue Jays and actually pitch a couple of games. But that never happened, and so. If he comes in at a time where it's like if you lose two games, that's it, you're out of the postseason. If he comes in at a point where it's a, well, in the wild card standpoint, if he comes in at a point where you definitely need him, he's he's got a lot of ground to make up for. And if he's made up the ground and he is ready, I'm hoping for a bit. I'm hoping for some postseason Nate Pearson type baseball, and hopefully that he is, you know, good. He's not all banged up. Of course, he hopes to get this team. Like many of the pitchers, of course, they hope to get the teams to. Uh, a win, but yeah, I, like like you and I have said, Ali, if he does not perform at the high expectations that it's met, it might be time to say goodbye to Nate Pearson from a Blue Jay standpoint. Because there have been not several standpoints. Because there have been several Jays, like a couple of them that come to mind that have been in this situation in the past that were expected to perform well but never really did 
Devin Travis, an example of that. You know, he he just eventually just said, you know what, I'm giving up on baseball. And Dalton Pompey went to the minors, playing for the Guelph Royals, actually. And he's actually going to be having a career, may even have a career outside of baseball. Um, if you listen to episode uh, four of All Over the Map, where we had, where I had Mark Perry in the studio, and he had mentioned that um, that he was that he would actually be he would he's look that Pompey is looking at doing something in uh, policing, becoming like a police officer or something. So I think that it may be a similar. I feel it might be a similar situation for Nate Pearson, where he ends up finding another finding something else outside of baseball or he'd be given another another chance scott what are your thoughts well before i give my thoughts here i just want to say that uh, this year is the picture for the postseason uh, along with the schedule here so this is how it looks out for everybody and now getting back to nate pearson um yes first of all he has not played at all this season so if indeed he does come out of baseball i can see him running that same kind of path that uh uh, dalton pompey is is uh going is going to probably have a career of and again you guys can check out ali's show all over the map on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast be sure to check him out uh great conversations on all over the map anyways nate pearson yeah i can see him going that same route that uh that dalton pompey has gone do i think it will happen no but i would not be surprised if the same scenario of him not performing and then just deciding he wants out of the game or he or he's going to go play somewhere else I would not be surprised if that comes to fruition. Speaking of now postseason, this is how the schedule lines up for each series. Reminder to everybody, if you missed it or you're just joining us, um, the Blue Jays will have all of their postseason action on Sportsnet with the Sportsnet broadcast booth running each game from game one all the way to two and beyond and possibly game three, which if you're in America, you can see game three from Rogers Center on ABC. And the first two games are on ESPN. If you are all games, We'll have these broadcasts, this wild card series, including the Rays and Guardians, Cardinals and Phillies, and so on and so forth. Again, here is a picture as to what can happen based on the results of the wild card. So, and do you want just, to just read that out? The 
or, or describe the picture, please, for those that um, for those I, that, that is exact, um, can't that is, uh, either can't see or just are listening to the audio. Yeah, that is what I'm going to be doing here. All right. So for those of you, so just so you guys know, we are not currently on YouTube. We are currently an audio podcast. Just so everyone is aware. So I will describe stuff that we share as a screen. But if you are watching this as it after after it's recorded, and if we get it on YouTube, uh, you will be able to see this. So here we go. Here is the postseason picture for 2022. If the Blue Jays win two, including tomorrow and Saturday, they will be out. They will head out to. They will head out from Rogers Center to Houston to play in the ALDS. If the Rays win against the Guardians, the Guardians are done, and they will go. And the Rays will head to New York. If the Guardians and Mariners win, the Jays and Rays are done, and it's Guardians versus Yankees and Mariners versus Houston. On the on the other side of the picture, the NL, if the Phillies win, they will play the Braves. If the Padres or Mets win, either of them will play the Dodgers. The loser of those series will play or, or will hang up their gear and get set for next season in 2023. The winner of the wild card series will be getting set to take on the Braves, the Dodgers, or in the American League division division series, either the Houston Astros or the New York Yankees. Winners of the ALDS will clash in the ALCS. And the same goes for the NLDS. How will it all work out? Well, you're just going to have to tune in to find out. Once again, tomorrow the action all begins, and here's a look at the and here's a look at the schedules per each series. We'll start out with the Guardians and the Rays. So each of the First two games for Guardians and Rays depend, of course, game two for each series will depend on how the first game ends. But game one for the Rays and Guardians tomorrow, that is a, that is a 12.07 Eastern start. And you can watch this game on Sportsnet or on Sportsnet. Or if you're in, if you're in the states, you can watch this on ESPN. You can watch it on ESPN two when we play game two on the Saturday. You can watch game one on ABC for Cardinals and Phillies. Game two is on ESPN two at eight thirty seven. The start time for game one is 2.07, 4.07 for the Jays, 
That is on ESPN or on Sportsnet. And if you are listening on Sportsnet, you will have Jamie, Joe, you will have Jamie Campbell, Joe Siddle, and the Blue Jay broadcast, including Buck Martinez, Hazel May, and Pat Tabler. Games will also be broadcasted on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Mets and Padres, they will play at 8.07, game one, tomorrow, on ESPN, and also streaming on Sportsnet. And it goes as follows. Now, for the ALDS, well, it's going to depend on who plays in each game. The first of those ALDS or NLDS will be around the Yankees and the Braves. Times are yet to be determined because you need to get through the wild card and figure out who is playing who. All right, so Thomas, we'll go to you here and I'll stop my share for the second. No, 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 no. Keep it, keep, keep a shared screen. I kind of want to ask people a question. I'll ask you guys. If you're the team that's on a bye and you've seen the playoff picture from the wild card, but you're, but you're hosting the ALDS or the, or the, uh, the one that the Yankees are, Posting the uh, American League CS game. My question for them is if you're a fan of that team and you watch these wildcard games play out, but they play out in ways you were like you're thinking maybe not a good idea to see, or maybe not a good idea to face that team, but you're gonna have to face them anyways. If they win, who would you teams that have a bye, Yankees, uh, Astros, uh, uh, Braves, and the uh, and the uh, uh, the Dodgers, who would you play? I'll start with you, Scott. If you're a Houston Astro fan, a Yankees fan, a Braves fan, or a Dodgers fan, who would you, out of the um, out of the wild card, want to host, depending on how the games go? Well, to be let's honest, start with the Yankees. Well, to be honest with you, let's start with the Yankees. All right. Well, to be honest with you, Thomas. Uh, if I'm a Yankees fan, I'm thrilled that I don't have to play the Jays yet. Um, if I'm going ALDS, because I got the buy, so the 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 decision would be between the Rays and Guardians. So I'm thinking if I'm the Yankees, I think I have a better shot at the Rays, but I would not be. But if the Guardians win that series, then we got to play with the Guardians. And in which case, I would say it's a wait and see. Now, with Houston, 
I don't think the I don't think the Astros want to play want to play the Blue Jays. But if the Blue Jays win, and that's what Blue Jays fans are hoping, Houston is going to have to play the Blue no, Jays. No, and if or but. Yes. So, so let's go to Allie here. And Allie, based on the two ALDS spots that remain between the wild card, which gets going on Friday, who would you, if you're a Yankee or an Astros fan, who would you rather play between the two teams battling it out in the wild card? The Guardians and Rays and Blue Jays and Mariners. Oh, if I'm a if I'm a Yankees fan or a or a Guardians fan? No, no. If you're a Yankees or an Astros fan. Uh, yes, Astros. The, well, okay, that's yeah, a t- that's an interesting question. Between the two of those teams, or sorry, between the four teams of which could win their series and play you at home, if you're a Yankee or an Astros fan, a Houston Astros fan, who would you rather play when you look at the why when you look at the pick the postseason picture? Well, you know what? I would rather p- play the Astros because the Blue Jays truly have something special going on. And I, I and I feel even when they meet, I feel the Blue Jays are the ones that will come out on top. Okay, so so the so if you're an Astros fan, you would rather play the Jays than the Mariners. Oh, so, no, I'd rather play the Mariners. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, because the question is, if you're not, like, if you're not a Jays fan, you're a, a Yankees or a Houston Astros fan, who would you rather play? Uh, the Mariners. All right, so how about if you're a Yankees fan between the Rays and Guardians, who would you rather play? The Guardians. I mean, I mean, again, think, think back to this for a second. You don't have to deal with the Blue Jays unless you can make it out of the American League Division Series. So that's why we're asking for the wild card. Who do you feel they would much prefer playing? Well, they would prefer to play the Guardians, though. All right. So, Thomas, what do you, what about you? Do you agree with that? If you're a Yankees fan, do you think the Yankees would rather mm. play Cleveland or would they rather play the Rays? Mm, tough one. Tough one. If I'm a Yankees fan, I'm thinking Judge has a better conference, a better. Uh, better tr- lose my words here. 
I think Judge has a better advantage of getting into the ALCS with the Yankees against the Tampa Bay Rays. Because think of because think of it this way: Guardians beat the Rays. Yankees have to fight a team that has never been heard of before and is in the postseason for the first time since the Cleveland Indians ever made it into the postseason. And if the Guardians are in Yankee Stadium, there's a little bit of pressure going to the Yankees because you're facing a new team. And I don't want to bring hockey into it, but uh, you look at the Maple Leafs, you look at the Red, you look at the Lightning, as an example. The Maple Leafs had not been in a playoff series like this for somewhat years. So if you look at a Guardians versus Yankees series, Guardians are—it's just their first postseason. And if they beat the Yankees. The Yankees are going to wish they had faced Tampa Bay because they have more of a chance of beating the Tampa Bay Rays than they do against the Guardians. Uh, on an Astros point of view, it's a to me, it's a give or take because, honestly, I think any... Sorry, Blue Jay fans. Sorry, Mariners fans. Honestly, I think the Astros could beat either one of them. They have home field advantage, but like I said before, with home field advantage, there's a lot of pressure on you, especially if you're facing the team like the Jays or the Mariners, the Guardians or the Rays, because you know that if you don't win the ALDS, you're not moving on and you're not one step closer to the World Series, the big, or as our former Blue Jay players who won the World Series back in 92 and 93 call it, the big dance. You're not at the big dance. So for me, Yankees' best option is to hope the Guardians lose to Tampa Bay. Uh, In the Astros' case, I think it's a better bet if the Blue Jays come to the Astros. But like I said, Astros or Mariners against Mariners or Blue Jays against Mariners, it's uh, give or take with me on that one. All right. So what about you, Scott? All right. Well, um, I feel like I feel like when I look at both of these teams, the Astros would rather play the Mariners and and they would rather play the Guardian and the Yankees would rather play the Guardians even though the Guardians are not are are as you mentioned Thomas and it was a good point the new addition to the to the um Cleveland Indians who, when they scrapped the Indians, or just took the took the name took the name off, became the Cleveland baseball team. So I think you would rather play the Guardians. 
So, all right. So we've got our we've got our playoff picture. Let's go back to football for a second. So, Thomas, as we do that, let's let's get your take here. We are again just a reminder to everybody. We are going to do our week five picks for the NFL for the week five NFL season that gets going tonight with the Broncos and of course with the Broncos and of course the Indianapolis Colts. But Thomas, what games and what are your takeaways? What games stood out to you? in week four of the of the NFL season. Hmm. All right, give me a second. I'll pull up my located of the game. Your bill, the Bills game was one of the ones that did stand out to me. I'll get that right out of the way. It was one of the games that did stand out to me. Uh, Tua, Tua, Tua. It's a uh, pick your poison moment in that game. It did. Uh, Dolphin fans, I'm really sorry. You're obviously over it by now, but. I really don't think we should have played Tua, and you guys probably think the same thing. It's over with. We're on to our next opponent. But that was a uh, bit of a scary one to watch as a Dolphins fan. That was a very scary one to watch, especially since it was against the Bengals, but you didn't have home field advantage. Uh, but it is a regular season, so it's not like it was playoff game. That stood out to me, but I called that since we're in October. I called that uh, the scariest matchup to watch because of Tua's injury. Hopefully, he gets better soon. So, kindest regards out to him. Uh, also, one of my biggest takeaways from week four was the Saints Vikings close. I believe that that game was in London, I think, right? The Saints and the Vikings. Yes, that game was in London. Yes, that game was in London uh, between Dalvin Cook, between Dalvin Cook, Michael Tom, or and the team, uh, and the team that has Michael Thomas. So that was an, that was another game that stood out to me. Uh, what else? What else? I mentioned three. There was another game that really, really stood out to me, and I think uh, it was uh, the Monday night game between the Ra- between the Rams and 49ers. I'm actually a little bit shocked here. How can the Rams, the defending undisputed Super Bowl champions, who hosted a Super Bowl, hosted a division, 
and posted one of their other playoff games last season. Lose to the 49ers by that big a score, 24 to 9. That looks like Man, that was a, a bit unexpected. In, on a that looks like a blowout on the uh, on the 49ers part. So there you have it. There were my big takeaways. There were four takeaways, but that game was a was a bit of a huge takeaway. Uh, moving on. T- so let's move on. Let's jump right in. Uh, did, did we get Ali and your takes on week four? Uh, yes, we did that before you came on. So before we jump into week five, we are going to, because I want to get the basketball and I want to get the hockey in, in here. We are going to jump in. All right. Two. We are going to jump in to our final final preparations before next week when we record our first episode of this podcast well it's going to be our eighth episode of this podcast in particular but our first hockey episode of real action yes that's right the nhl gets going next week the penguins will take on the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Thursday from today. Speaking of today, the blue the Penguins are in action against the, the Sabers tomorrow, and the Maple Leafs are wrapping up their preseason with two games, including. One at home on Saturday, and one in Detroit tomorrow. Tomorrow, so be sure to check those out. There is some hockey action today for the NHL. So, guys, just to get it over with, because I do, I want to, I want to get as much time as this is possible. Um, what are we looking forward to? As we get into the NHL's final days of the preseason, let's start with the Maple Leafs for a second. I mean, they're they're not playing today, and neither are the Pittsburgh Penguins. But Ali and Thomas, based on what you've seen so far or what you've been keeping up to date with for the Maple Leafs, how have they impressed you? based on who they've had to cut and who they've had to play with throughout the throughout the preseason, especially with injuries happening during the games. We'll start with you, Thomas. What has impressed you most this preseason about the Maple Leafs as they go into you know, this you know- double... As they go into this you double know, dose against the red against the Red Wings tomorrow and Saturday. You know, I wanna say, you know, I wanna say, and Leafs Nation might get me for this, I wanna say it's Matt Murray. But 
ironically, it's not Matt Murray that's in, that's impressed me because it's kind of what I predicted Matt Murray was going to do uh, in the preseason. He's kind of proved to me that he is that guy you want to start at the goalie. Uh, it you saw it with you saw it with that shutout against Montreal uh, a couple of nights ago. But uh, other than that, we have a very interesting couple of players on this team that I think with the right tools could be the uh it could be actual contenders with the Leafs this year for for playoff material we're getting into our first ever episode of our hockey action podcast on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Uh, anyways, what do I mean? I'm talking about Nylander, I'm talking about Kerfoot. Uh, haven't seen Matthews play a lot in the preseason. I'm a little skeptical about that. Alright, well and let's get Ali's take on this. Let's get Ali's take on this. Right. So, Ali, Ali, what has impressed you most about the Maple Leafs, given the way that they've played? And has Matt Murray impressed you as a Leaf fan? Or or do you think the Leafs are going to go with another starter come, uh, come night one of the season next week? Well, I think for me, he... he... I think he's looked okay, but I don't know if they're going to go with him. So do you think that if they don't go with him, they'll go with one of the other possible goaltenders for game one of the season on Wednesday, the on Wednesday next week, the 12th of October? Yes. Okay, if so, now that you've said so, uh, between the goaltenders that they have, minus Joseph Wool, who is a who is out with a shoulder injury, who do you think they will go with potentially in Game One against the Habs on Wednesday? Who do you think potentially gets the go gets the nod? Eric Holgren, Dylan Ferguson, uh, Dryden McKay, or Matt Murray, or Ilya Samzov. If I said his name correctly, I apologize if I made any mispronunciations. I I truly do. But Ali, out of the guys I just mentioned, who do you think starts if who do you think starts if Matt does not get the start? I don't know. I think they're gonna go with. I think they're gonna try. Um, I think they're gonna try Dylan out. All right, Thomas. 
let me ask you that question now. If Matt Murray does not go for the Maple Leafs in game one against in game one against the Habs on Wednesday of the regular season, mm-hmm. who do you see? Who do you see getting that getting that starting assignment on Wednesday? Uh, when the Maple Leafs ooh, open the season against the Canadians. Uh, that's a tough one. I think it's gonna go between Matt Murray, uh, Kilgren, or they, or as Ali mentioned, Dylan Ferguson. And uh, let me just talk about Dylan Ferguson for a second, because I did, because I did see some of his uh, shot totals after one of the games that he started. He looked like he looked like a good goalie. Yeah, I didn't. A lot did not he did not allow a lot of shots to, to be taken. So that was uh I was in that was interesting. But whenever he would allow a goal, I kind of had my doubts about him. But I think he's a I would say he's a backup goalie for starters. I wouldn't say he's a good goalie for starting. But if it came down to it, I think he need I think he needs a start. This season. All right. So let's so, stop Peng- let's so, stop penguins so, for a second. Okay. But you can finish your thought there. Okay, so what I'm saying is is my thoughts for who's starting in the regular season is a little up in the air. Between All right. the three I've mentioned. All right, so what, based on what you guys have absorbed, even if you haven't seen it, what who do you believe? And I will talk after I get your takes. Um, obviously, there have had to be cuts made, and some of the schedules or some of the guys on the roster may not be on the roster again. But what has impressed you guys about the way the Penguins have played, minus their three losses, including the 6-2 loss on Tuesday to the Red Wings, uh, Tuesday, September 27th, and then, of course, they get the victory on Monday, uh, earlier this week, October 3rd. And they have lost to the Sabres. Took the opener of the double dip against the Blue Jackets, but lost five to one after that on Sunday. What has impressed you guys about them as they move on to play the Sabres one last time before they play them for real in the season? Starting starting tomorrow. So Ali, we'll start for you. And also give me your take. Who do you think? starts for the Penguins on Thursday when they play at home. The, the In my opinion, I feel the Penguins are also going to be very good this year. And who's expected to start? Well, I am... Um... I think whoever they've gotten the preseason had in the preseason has looked good. 
Okay, so I look at the roster here and I only see the two goaltenders, the true suspects, as in Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. So between DeSmith and Jari, who do you feel gets the uh, gets the nod against the Arizona Coyotes come 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 opening night? DeSmith or Jari, who do you think gets the opener? against the Coyotes. I think Smith's got a chance. All right, so Thomas, I'll ask you the same question here. Between Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari, who do you think gets the nod on on opening night for the the Penguins against the Arizona Coyotes next week, Thursday? Ooh, uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Tristan Jari is going to get the start for the pitcher Penguins. But never back out with uh, Casey DeSmith. I can see Casey DeSmith probably starting after Arizona in net. Okay, so... For the pitcher Penguins. So I think... So I think... It'll be Tristan Jari, no questions asked for game one of the rear season in the goaltending. Okay, so what has impressed you the most, Thomas, about the way the Penguins have played, um, even though they've lost three of their not matter games and only won twice? in overtime, and then in regulation on the Monday against the Red Wings earlier this earlier uh, this not week? Much, uh, not, uh, not much has changed uh, based on how they've improved. This is kind of how I thought they'd start the preseason, the games that don't matter. But uh, I do see a little bit needs of improvement for some of the players. Uh, I'm not going to mention who because I didn't check out the whole roster. Uh, already. So there might be guys I'm not aware of that were performing well. Uh, talk about guys to watch. It's, it, be, it might be Casper uh, Kapanen. Uh, might be Malkin. Might be Crosby. It's a little up in the air for me right now, but uh, but um, as far as as far as uh, your offense and defense goes, not not much has really changed for me in the preseason. All right, all right. So we've gotten a little bit of hockey talk out here. So now let's transition over to making threes and making jump shots as the NBA preseason has gotten underway. And we'll start with Thomas on this one. Since we do cover the blue, the Raptors for this, we will touch on other games uh, 
as well. But Thomas, what has impressed you most about this Raptors team and the way they've the way they've transitioned in the in the preseason, given who they have and who they have and who they've lost due to free agency or or trades that have gone down? Hmm. And keep uh, it, keep there are mind. a little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep in mind, fans, before Thomas speaks here, there are only three games left of five of a preseason for the NBA. So that season will also be getting underway very, very soon. But there's still a little bit of preseason to go. So, Thomas, go ahead and uh, give us your thoughts on the Raptors. So, uh, I'd be lying if I said there was not much of things that impressed me. There's some needs improvement. But uh, I think the Raptors are a different animal than they were even when they won the first ever championship for the NBA in Canada. Uh, That being said, I think uh, I think of guys like Precious Achua, Pascal Siakam, Fred VanVleet. Uh, list goes on. If they continue to go the way that they've been going, in a positive direction, I think we could be seeing playoff Raptors basketball as soon as the season gets going, right from the get go. We can't hear you. Oh, sorry about that. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks are playing as we speak here. Uh, they will be over by the time we are done. They are currently in a 113-123 score um, with 23 seconds to go. Actually, they just ended here. So the Hawks will take... We'll take it, 123-113. Other games coming up a little later today. But, uh, Ali, back to the Raptors here. Um, What has impressed you most about the Raptors this preseason as they get settled, as they get set to face the Rockets tomorrow at 8 p.m.? Well, um, the Raptors, well, I'm a Raptor fan, so I feel that, and they've looked really, really good this preseason, so I'm I'm excited to see. I think they have a chance to win tomorrow night. Now, given what you've seen, who has impressed you the most on the Raptors? Well, Siakam's go- looked good. All right. I was going to finish my question there, but uh, that's all right. I definitely feel like Siakam has looked good. And the, the Raptors have looked very, very good this season, this uh, preseason. Given the fact of who they've had to lose due to free agency or due to 
uh, trades. But um, I agree with you, Ali. I do think they have a good chance to win tomorrow night uh, against Houston. And for me, what's impressed me the most is the fact that when they get their freeze or when they get their uh, their action to threes, they're able to make you they are able to make it rain. And actually, we look at three throws from the last game. The Raptors were seven and and 32 from three-point range, 18 of 25 on at the three-throw line. And they were 50 of 109 of 109 in terms of making field goals. And you mentioned him, uh, Pascal Siakam, or Spicy P, as we call him, was one of the top performers in the ball game. 13 points, six rebounds, one assist, and a steal. Jason Tatum, the, the person who was the top performer for, for the Celtics, 18 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, no steals. The Raptors win that game in overtime, 125-119. They also beat the Jazz, 114-82, on Sunday, October 2nd, earlier this, so earlier this month. All right, so, gentlemen, with all of that talk done, we will continue to talk NBA as we talk hockey when the hockey season gets started next week. But uh, we'll continue with all of that uh, a little later on. But let's get this in here. The NFL season is underway officially, and it is time for week five picks. We'll do. There's a lot of games to get through, but we'll get to at least a couple of them while we're recording. So let's start, as always, with Thursday Night Football. And Ali, you made the point. It is the Denver Broncos and Indianapolis Colts that are playing tonight on Thursday Night Football. So, Ali, we'll start with you. Indy or Denver, who takes home the win in Denver? Who takes home the win in Denver tonight? Indy or Denver? Uh, I, I'm picking on the Colts to win. All right. So, if Thomas. For... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ali. If you're looking for a score, I'm not going to predict a score. No, I think I will. Uh, 45 to 40, I think. Ooh, okay, that sounds like a shootout to me. Thomas, Colts or Broncos? And what do you predict the score could be? Thursday night. Thursday night football is presented with uh, Amazon Prime video, but that's not where you're here to hear. You're here to hear my picks. So, uh, you know, it's Denver, it's Colorado, it's the Colts, it's the Broncos. Uh, 
I'm not really liking the Denver Broncos season, so sorry, Denver Broncos fans, but I think you're going to have a lot of pressure on you. And with that being said, I'm I'm going with the uh, Indianapolis Colts on this one. If I check the game preview, though, later on when we're done with this, it might be the Broncos, but I'm going with the Colts on this one. Uh, same score as Ali said. Uh, <laughs> we can review that a little later on, but I'm going with the Colts with that particular score. All right, I'm going with the Colts as well because you didn't make a lot of points. I mean, but first of all, here's the thing. The Broncos have lost twice and only won twice. And they are third in the AFC West going against third and the AFC South, the Colts, who have only won once or tied or finished up in a tie and have lost twice of their games. So here's the thing. I'm going to go Colts here. And I'm going to go a little shorter here, but still stay in the shutout uh, area. Or sorry, in the shootout area, I should say. And I'm going to say that this is a 20, sorry, let me say 40 to 30 game. So I'm going with a 10-point game, Colt win. All right, let's get our favorite teams out of the way. So let's go with. Okay, so so wait, wait. Let's uh, let's review. What did Ali say? Her score was yours was thirty, was forty to ten Colts. What was 40, the score Ali said? Forty, forty to forty, forty to thirty, ten point game. Yeah. Ali, what was what your was final Ali's against my, Scott? You heard her? For the Colts, Ali, for the Colts in Denver. Ali, if you can remind us your final. For the um for the Colts and the Broncos? Yep. 45 to 40. 5-point game. 45 to 40 Colts. All right, let's move on. All right, so let's get our favorite teams out of the way here. And we're going to start in New York with the Miami Dolphins. So we'll start with Thomas here. And just a reminder, if you are a fan of your favorite team, you can pick your favorite team. But you can also pick the opponent if you want. So, Thomas, Jets or Dolphins? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Go ahead, Thomas. All right, I'm going to go with, I was going to say Jets, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this. And here's why. If you can't beat Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, the the roadrunner, whatever you want to call him, then you're not going to be able to beat him. I'm going with the Dolphins. They're going to go four and one, and the Jets are going to go 
two and three. So I'm gonna go with them because I think that they'll. I think that 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 they will. That the Dolphins will beat the Jets. I mean, they should. I mean, they shouldn't have a problem. I mean, you don't have Tua, so that's problem. But if your team does perform at its best, there's not much problem you can think of with with that team. So I'm going to Dolphins here. Uh, in terms of final score, I'm going to go closer. I'm going to say it's going to be a field goal game. So I'm going to go with 15 to at least 11 Dolphins over Jets. All right. So before we get to Ali and then myself, um, just one thing to point out about this game, the Dolphins are looking for their 500th win as they take off the Jets as they take on the Jets coming off a stunner. And yes, uh, we mentioned it earlier in our takeaways and standout games for week four. We'll do that again next week when we do our week five standout. But Ali, with that being said, and Tua Tagovailoa and Tua Tagovailoa out, for this game, uh, who do you got, Dolphins or the Jets in New York? Oh, I'm going to go for the Dolphins on this. All right. Do you have a terms of a final score here? I'm not going to predict a score here. I think it's going to be very, very, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be an interesting game. All right. I'm not going to predict the score here as well, but I I am going to go Dolphins here because even though though Tua Taika Viola is not in the game, I have a little bit of faith in Teddy Bridgewater to get the Dolphins back 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 on track and notify that they don't have to rush Tua back to play against each each team. They they know what they know what's at stake and sort of the Buffalo Bills, which we'll get to in a second. But um I'm taking the Dolphins. Um and I think this is gonna be a really good game. But again, like what you said there, Thomas I feel like the Dolphins aren't going to have too much of a problem against the Jets, but they do have, but they do have a problem in Tua Tagovailoa, who is battling an injury right now. Before we get to Buffalo at Steelers, let's take a look at the early game on Sunday. Yes, yes, we have another early game at on Sunday, and I believe it's another one in London. I believe it is going to be live from Hot or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, 
the matchup. Packers, Packers at the Giants. Or sorry, hosting the Giants. So I will open this up here. And given the fact that Aaron that Aaron Rodgers has got his 500 career touchdown pass, which congratulations to him again. I I think he will be able to play out with the G-men, the Giants. But I don't know if he will win this game. I'm going to take the Packers, though. And I'm going to predict a score here, a close score, actually. Um, give me the give me the Packers at 35 to 28. Allie, how about you? Packers or the Giants? I'm actually going to go with the Packers and I'm going to pick the Note same the score. Start. Yeah. Note the start time 9 30 in the morning on Sunday. With that, with that being said, Thomas. G-Men or the Packers, 9.30 in the morning on Sunday. Ooh. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, G-Men on this one. Uh, same score as you mentioned. I'm going to go with him on this one. All right. So we've got two Packers and two or and one Giants. Let's move on to Buffalo versus the Steelers. Now, Ali, I know our picks are pretty much obvious, but let's start with Thomas here and see where he's leaning. So, Thomas, Steel City? Or are you going to the Steel City Pittsburgh Steelers? Or are you coming with Bill's Mafia and going with the Bills? Oh, boy, this was a tough one. Uh, it's a Steel City. It's Pittsburgh. But they're not home. And they're against... The Buffalo Bills. One of the, if not the, best teams of the league in the NFL. Unless you count playoffs, but we're not there, but we're not the playoffs right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. I don't know if uh, Steelers have it in them to beat the Buffalo Bills. And Unless you can, unless the Bills cannot get by Blitzburg, the blitz of the Steelers, and of course they hope to. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills on this one. And uh, since you can't hear me, or since you can't, since they. Since uh, you, we can't hear you, oh, you're back, Scott. Uh, I'm going to go with the final score. I'm going to say it's going to be a 20 to 10 game, Bills 20, Steelers 10. I'm going to say it's going to be a 10 point game. All right. All right. So, with that, oh. so, with, so with that on, so with that on, so with that on, so with that being said, Allie, I know you and I are Buffalo Bill fans, but well, just quickly here, I'll go for the Bills. Simple, straight to the point. Do you have a do you have a prediction for final score against the Steelers for the Bills? Oh, I think this is going to be thirty to twenty-five. I think, or thirty to twenty, even. All right, we got another ten-point game, or at least 
or at least maybe a five-point game. I myself am going to go with Buffalo, but I'm going to go with a 35-25 game, 10-point game there. Because Thomas made a good point there. If you can't get by Blitzburg, especially with Blitz, especially against the Blitz, then this could be in, this could get interesting. All right, we're going to go through just a few more. So let's go down to our main main events on Sunday and Monday with the Bengals, who are coming off a victory against the Dolphins, taking on the Ravens, who are coming off yet an I want to say yet another shocker as they lost to the Bills 23-20. But I guess it's not too big of a shock because the Bills were only down 17 and they came back to win. However, the team they played in week two was down 21. That was definitely a shocker. So guys, Ravens or the Bengals, who who, I'm gonna who I'm gonna start I'm I'm gonna start us off. It's gonna sorry to interrupt you, but I'm gonna start us off here. All right, Bengals or Ravens on Sunday night? Who wins? Bengals. Uh, I'm not sure if the Bengals have it in them to score three upsets against the Ravens. And the reason I say three upsets is look, the Dolphins were down 21. They came back to beat the Ravens. Uh, the Bills weren't really down big, but they came back to beat the Ravens. I'm leaning towards the Ravens on this one. However, I'm not feeling too good about the Ravens' chances against the Bengals because they had to have leads blown up in the second half, right away, and an example of that is the Miami Dolphins down 21 points. Of course, they did not want to see that happen, but it happened, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the game for that reason, Buffalo Bills. Same reaction. But to some degree, the Dolphins game is kind of how I think this game will end up. I'm going to say Baltimore's final score will be exactly what it was with the Dolphins. And I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. I'm going to say 42 to, I believe it was 30-something, 38. All right. How about you, Ali? Ravens or Bengals? Uh, we're going for the Bengals. Uh, forty-five. I uh, know fifty-five to. I think this is going to be fifty-five to ten. I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're going to go with the Bengals and fifty-five to ten. Oh, okay. That's a bit of a ga- That's a bit of a gamble there, Ali. I'm going to go with the Bengals here. But I'm going to go a little closer than that. I mean, you're also talking about Superman 
in the Ravens case. So I'm going to go with Bengals, but, and I'm going to go to uh, 30. You know what? Actually, I'm never one to take a gamble, but I'm going to go fifth. I'm going to go 40 to 40 to 10 Bengals. I'm not one to take a gamble here, but I'll go 40 to 10, 40 to 10 Bengals. All right. How about how about Chiefs at home versus the Raiders? Thomas, we'll start with you. Raiders or Chiefs? If this if this is the if this is the time for the Chiefs to shine, it is now. Because if you want to make things clear to the NFL that you are a contending team, the time is now. It's arrow. It's at Arrowhead, where where the Buffalo Bills, sorry Bills Mafia, lost the AFC Championship. So, do I see the Chiefs winning? Of course. Uh, Patrick Mahomes taking uh, them to a win? Of course. Defense? A little questionable. But I'm going to win with the Chiefs. But nevertheless, I'm going with the Chiefs on this one. I'm going to say it's going to be close. It's going to be a 40-10 to 10 game. It's going to be a 20-point game. There you go. All right. How about you, Ali? Keep in mind, though, the Raiders lost all three of their September games. 24-19 in week one, 29-23 in week two, and then 24-22 just this past week before their 32-23 win over the Broncos. The Raiders or the Ravens? So it, the Raiders, and they are they are going into Arrowhead here, Ali, to play the three and one Chiefs. So, when you look at it quarterback-wise... Well, let's go for the Raiders on that one. I was going to say, when you look at it quarterback-wise, you're looking at Derek Carr and, Pat- and Patty Mahomes. They will all, right. all be great games, though. You know what I mean? They'll all be great games. All right. So, you said... And you said Raiders, right? Yes. All right, so do you have a prediction for us in a final score? No, I'm, I'm not going to pick a score on that one. All right, I am going to go with the Raiders here. I'm not going to predict a score, but I do see this being close. I would not be surprised if the Chiefs don't make it close. All right. Speaking of the Chargers and also the Titans, Let's take a look at the Titans week five matchup between the Commanders and the Titans. I'll open us up here. And I'm going to go with the Commanders over the Titans. I am going to do a score here. And I'm going to say this one right here is a close one. Give it, give me the Commanders 28. 28 to 20 
just about eight point game separated by a touchdown and possibly maybe a field goal. Allie, where do you stand with Titans and Commanders? Now, where are the Commanders? The Commanders are home to the Titans. Uh, What city? where, Where do they play out of? They are playing out of Washington. Oh, yes, they were changed to the Commanders. Yes. I'm going to go for the Commanders. You you don't have to provide a final score if you don't have one. So, Thomas. Thomas, Commanders of Washington or the Titans and Derrick Henry, King Henry, You know, I'm going with the commanders on this one, but if Titans pull pull something out of the hat, (coughs) if Titans pull something out of the hat, I'm going with commanders either way. I think it's going to be a 20-point game. I'm going with 50 to 20. Commanders over Titans. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, all right. One of our last ones that we're going to get to here. How about Jags hosting the Texans from Jacksonville? Ali, we'll start with you here. Jags or Texans from Jacksonville? Ali, are you there? Okay, we'll move on to Thomas here to start us off. Jaguars or Texans? You know, Texans have not won a game. They've lost all three. They've only tied once. I think this is a chance for the tight for the the Titans, the Texans to come on with the victory. So give me the Texans. It's going to be a close game, 20 to 10, 10 10-point game, Texans over Jaguars. All right. Ali, are you with us? And if so, Jaguars or the Texans, who do you think wins wins this one? The Jag, the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Houston Texans? While we while we wait for him to respond, this just in tweeted by Show Ali, or excuse me, Ben Wagner. Uh about an hour ago, the Rogers Center is ready. And if I was able to share my screen, but I don't have it on my computer to show or share screen, 
it looks like the video board has got a wildcard upgrade and the diamond is ready. I wonder right. what I wonder what so, so I wonder what presentations will happen before and after the game, depending on what happens. You never know if there's going to be a presentation that you want to stay for after the game. All right. Well, speaking of which, let me just look at that here. I can share my screen here, but my Twitter uh, is not, my actual Twitter is not connected to uh, what I would have on my phone. Again, my Twitter handle here is Scott McGregor number three. And yes, so yes, the Blue Jays, again, just a reminder to everybody, the Blue Jays will be playing the Mariners tomorrow on Sportsnet and, of course, across the Sportsnet radio network. The Blue Jays will be playing and the tweet you mentioned was from Shaw Ali an hour ago just looking for the tweet here as we await Ali to come go on go Jays everybody go Jays all right Ali's back okay good so Ali we are we are currently wrapping up our picks segment here um so we're talking Texans and the Jags so who do you have for this game, and who who do you think wins? Well, just quickly, I'll go for the Texans here on this one. All right. All right, so that's going to do it for our picks of this week for the NFL. A reminder, next week, not only does the NHL season get going, but we will do our brief recap of the NFL's week five edition we will do our week six picks we will talk nba we will talk blue jay postseason as we look back at the at the wild card and yes this is actually all added here on our coming up on sports for beginners the podcast segment which is right now as we're wrapping up our as we're wrapping up our pick segment we will be talking game time before puck drop is our next or is our first full game day NHL segment as the NHL season gets going next week following Wednesday, October 12th. The action all begins on October the 11th. It all begins on October the 11th. So much is coming on. All right. And one more thing here for Blue Jay fans. This episode of Sports for Beginners is a very, very special one because your Blue Jays in less than not in less than a or And I'll just say this, even though Tim McAuliffe said this on Tim and Friends. 
in less than about 48 hours from now, more like 30 hours from now, the Blue Jays will be playing the Mariners at the Rogers Center. So be sure to grab your tickets at bluejays.com if you can grab tickets. And make sure that you come down because the Blue Jays will want to hear you at Rogers Center. And it is time to get next level loud. That's going to do it for this episode. This special episode seven of Sports for for Beginners, the podcast. And we will see you next week. I am your host, Scott McGregor. I, I am your, your host co- and co. I am your host of uh, on the of behind the benches and co-host of Sports for Beginners, Thomas McGregor. And I am your co-host and the host of All Over the Map, Ali Musa. Please give us a listen, and we will see you all next week at this table. Yes, we will see you all next week at this table. It will become a hockey table next week as we prepare for the as we get set for the hockey action we'll recap the first two days of hockey and get you set if you're a penguins fan listening to this podcast for coyotes and penguins on this podcast next week right here in sports for beginners we will recap the wild card postseason for the blue jays whether it's whether the Jays continue or not, that remains to be seen. But you have this to look forward to prior to the game. On Friday, tomorrow, we will talk Raptors preseason and NBA preseason. We will give you our week four standouts and takeaways in our brief re- recap of the NFL season. And we will give you our week six picks of the day for for that week. All of that coming up. Solo pods also coming up on the podcast. We'll let you know when those happen. For Victory Mondays or or whenever the podcast comes out on whatever day. We'll have some trivia coming. We'll get into some of the things you should and shouldn't do while listening on the radio to a baseball game or if you're just pre- or if you're just prepping to go out on the road to listen we will talk in depth more about balls and strikes we will talk we will do some trivia we're still trying to get some some of the broadcasters in the field in the field on 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 the show Anyways, again, that is going to do it for this episode. So, Blue Jays fans, make sure you get next level loud because the Blue Jays are back in action on Friday in what's going to be a good one. Yes, Al, you have something to sign us off with. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great week. Go Jays. Have a great week, and go Jays, go. And just to wrap us all up here, we will see you next week on Thursday or whenever we do our solo podcast. 
for more episodes of Sports for Beginners, the podcast coming up. We will see you next week. But as Ali always reminds us on all over the map, and we will do so here on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. That it is not goodbye. It is is until until next next time. As he always reminds us, we will do it here on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Be sure to follow our Facebook page if you're not already. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Be, be, uh, be on our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash for dash beginners dash podcast for updates on when we are on other shows such as on the ice and behind the benches with Thomas McGregor or all over the map and we will do updates for his show as well on the ice and behind the benches we will do updates for our show on sports for beginners the podcast the the facebook page be sure to follow us all on twitter at ali at uh ali's twitter handle my twitter handle scott mcgregor three and of course thomas's twitter handle thomas j Follow Thomas and myself at our Instagram handles, smc underscore 87 underscore and tmoo underscore for all the action. And be sure to email Ali at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. There will be an email coming out for our podcast. Eventually, we'll let you know when that happens. And also, you may have a website coming, so keep, so keep tuned to the Facebook page until we have a website up for you. That's going to do it anyways, so we'll see you next week right here in Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And again, as Ali has said, it is not goodbye, it is until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Sports for Beginners podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or things you'd like myself and my co-host to talk about, then feel free to DM me on Twitter at ScottMcGregor3. Again, that is ScottMcGregor3 with no number sign on Twitter. You can also feel free to visit our website at our Facebook page at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash pod dash beginner dash podcast that is https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports dash four dash beginner dash podcast And it is not goodbye, and it is not goodbye, it is until next time. After a hard day's work, sometimes you just want to relax and watch some television.
But the show you want to watch isn't on TV anymore. Well, now you can relive your favorite television episodes again and again, such as The Dukes of Hazard. In fact, if you act now, you can get the complete first season of Bo and Luke Duke Adventures as they fight the system of Hazard County. So act now, because this deal won't last long, and once they're gone, they're gone. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com It's a hockey night in your city. It is that time of the year again. It is October, hockey fans. And that means that you can expect some hockey content on the Sports for Beginners podcast. So you're a young hockey fan, but you don't know where to go or what to expect when you're at the arena? Well, we've got you covered. We'll have some good stuff for you on the podcast. So don't miss Sports for Beginners coming to you live with some great hockey content coming soon.